South Dakota native, former Iowa Hawkeye, and for all 11 years of his NFL career, a linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings and a teammate of Tavares Jackson's, Chad Greenway, joining us here on Craig and John. Chad, again, thank you for your patience, and uh, just would love to get your insight. Take us into the, to the Vikings locker room, and, and what kind of a guy was Tavares Jackson? Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not the, the news I expected to hear this morning when I woke up and I got a couple text messages. I checked Twitter and, and there it was, you know, just, um, obviously surprising, um, shocked. Uh, Tavares and I got drafted the same year, 2006, and, uh, came in together. And, and obviously, yet we both had high expectations. You know, obviously when you're, when you are a, a quarterback, you know, there's, there's certain expectations and stress that you have that, uh, other positions just don't. And, and me being a first round pick, um, had similar kind of stresses and, and expectations, and we kind of went through that together. And, and uh, you know, Tavares, you know, obviously not the time to talk about, you know, his ability as a player, more about, you know, his character. And, and uh, 10 years in the NFL, just a great career, um, supported all of his teams, all of his all of the, the other quarterbacks he played with, his teammates, um, always had a smile on his face and a, and a joke, you know, a witty, witty humor about him too. So just a great guy. I just talked to our trainer, the Vikings trainer, Eric Sugarman, who – has been there for all of us, um, you know, over the course of our, our careers. And, you know, obviously we talked about Tavares at length and just uh, how great of a guy he was. So, um, you know, sad, sad loss and big loss for the NFL fans across the board and um, just football fans in general, um, you know, that can't really care about the players and, and watch how these players uh, handle careers because he did, he did it really well. Of course, uh, he, he was one of uh, seven Vikings quarterbacks in their history to start, at least start one game as a rookie. And he did that in, in 2006. But he started 12 games in 2007. I think that was the year after you came back after your injury. Um, what was that year like with Tavares Jackson as the Vikings quarterback? Yeah, you know, Tavares obviously was was extremely talented. Had a great arm strength, had a great ability to push the ball down the field. Um, you know, so just with him in charge, you know, really kind of the year that sticks out with me with Tavares was 2008 with him and Gus Verrat, um, kind of leading us down to a really nice, nice season. And, and Tavares, you know, just never ended up kind of shaking out as being a consistent starter, um, that was, that played at a high level. But, but, um, nonetheless, even under that pressure, he never wavered from being the kind of guy he was. So, um, you know, extremely talented and gifted, um, arm strength, arm ability. And, and the other thing was, was, was really, um, had a really good knowledge of the game and a good ability to really kind of break down plays and, and get to the right place when he needed to. So uh, just a great, you know, great players, NFL player for a decade. Um, so he, he was a great talent, great player, and, and great teammate. Uh, yeah, I want to follow that up. Chad Greenway joining us, former Vikings linebacker, South Dakota native, member of the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame. Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. As we remember Tavares Jackson, who passed away after a car crash last night, a one-car crash near his hometown of Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, when you say he was a really consummate teammate and professional, what's a story or, or what are some descriptions that kind of put that into context? And in, in what way was he apparently so well-liked by everybody? Well, I think, you know, he, you know he's from the Deep South, um, Montgomery, Alabama, and, and he brought a different insight and, and perspective for sure. You know, small school, um, in, in the football world and, and kind of came out with these high expectations. And I think the one thing about him was, is, you know, he never saw a color. You know, he obviously was, was a good teammate to everybody. And, and I think the one thing about him was he was able to build a relationship in, in different ways with each of his teammates. It didn't matter um, if you played offense, defense, or if you were older or younger, he, he built a relationship with you. I saw 
Um, you know, Hall of Famer Steve Hutchinson tweet about Tavares, and and Steve Steve's not easy, not an easy guy to, to befriend. Um, he's a hard man to, to have a relationship with, and and Tavares did that as well. So, just really shows the type of person he was, and and took time for everybody. And, and I think when you're an authentic person like that, and, and you're real, that you know you're you're going to be well liked in a locker room. When he struggled, as we all remember him doing so, what, what do you remember seeing? And I know you were on the defensive side, but you're, you're a starter, you're around practice a lot. What did you see from him uh, in the times where he either struggled mightily or lost his starting job and had to play backup, particularly in 08 when they went back and forth with him and Farratt? Uh, he was Brett Favre's backup in 2009. What do you remember about him when that was the case? Well, just always handling it the right way as a professional. You know, things didn't always work out perfectly for him in his career. I mean, he didn't walk in and become a 10-year starter and, and maybe the career he wished he would have had from a perspective, from that perspective. But uh, how he handled it, you know, was it was a confident pro. And he was always a great teammate no matter the circumstance, no matter if he, if he lost his job or, or became the starter again or was back and forth with, with Gus in 08 was always a pro, um, always took it just one day at a time. And I think that's what you, you realize is there's going to be ups and downs in everybody's career, regardless of what, what industry you're in. It's really more about how you react and handle those experiences among, you know, with the people that are around you. So um, in the NFL, is a challenging thing, right? Because everybody's always, you know, go you know, out there and try to get that playing time, get the contract, get all the things that come with that. And it, it's a, uh, it's, competition at its greatest. And, and it's the best players that can handle both those things to compete at the highest level, with the same person that's in the room, but then also treat that person with the great respect that, that uh, Tavares was able to show. Tavares uh, was a grad assistant at his alma mater, Alabama State, two years ago. Last year, he was the quarterback's coach at Tennessee State. He wanted to be a quarterback's coach in the NFL. Did you see any traits of that while he was a quarterback with the Vikings, that he could have been a, a decent NFL quarterback coach? Well, anytime you want to be a good coach, it's all about communication. You know, it's not necessarily even about the knowledge of the game or, or understanding the game. It's about being able to communicate and have a conversation with somebody who, who's, you know, you've been in that spot before. So, um, I think that's something that he would have been a real, that would have been a real strength of his. And I think that he would have been really good at that. Um, especially at the collegiate level, I really feel like he'd have been related to those kids and really be able to kind of lay it out for them to see it his way and, and really help them grow. So I could definitely see him, you know, really enjoying that. Uh, be in that college atmosphere and, and helping those young kids along. So I'm sure he did a great job, and I'm sure he had a bright future in front of him as far as coaching goes. Um, last one along my lines about Tavares Jackson for Chad Greenway, and that is, I mean, he he won ten NFL games. He did throw some touchdown passes and had so, and had a few big good games. Any particular one on field memory, whether it was a big play he made or someone else made uh, that he celebrated that sticks out for you. Well, I think it's just in 07, it's, it's probably that whole season in general because it was kind of the um, the dawn of a new generation with him really taking the field at, you know, at a bunch of times as a starter, Adrian being a rookie, uh, myself essentially being a rookie after missing my first year, um, kind of going through that whole thing together. And, and when you do that, it's sort of like, you know, sort of like uh, you're a freshman in college again, right? Having this experiences with these guys that you kind of struggled with and went through the fire with. And I think that's something that you'll, you'll never forget. And that's why even though I haven't seen Tavares in, you know, five, six years since we played against each other, um, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to forget about those relationships. And I think that's one thing that, uh, when I woke up and heard that this morning and, and you think about it, man, it's like, man, I haven't really thought about Tavares in, in a while, but, um, it kind of frames things up and brings a lot of memories flooding back of just, yeah, good times, good games, training camp, you know, spending time, uh, downtime with him and, 
and and all of our teammates. So it, it definitely makes you reflect. Um, in, and I think you, I guess that's how I think about it. Played in, in so many games with so many teammates and so many people, you tend to forget about the game stuff, and you you think more about the uh, the time you spend off the field. You know, which is definitely better time. Well, he stuck it out, and even though he didn't have the biggest success with Minnesota, he went to Seattle. Hey, he got a ring over there, stuck with it as, as a backup over there as well. And, um, yeah, some great memories of, of Tavares Jackson today there, Chad. Uh, like, just Other than uh, the, the sad news today, I know Chad makes a weekly appearance on the show that comes before us every Wednesday from 2 to 3. It's Calling All Sports with Marco and Mike H. Uh, how's, the, how's the downtime been with you? Uh, because you're living in a house with how many young kids right now? We have four kids, 12 and under, so it's been, it's been fine. I mean, we've, we've adjusted. The older two are back to school uh, with some distant learning online, and, and that's been good to give them some structure. Um, so, you know, for the most part, we're getting along pretty pretty fine. Um be a lot better if this weather would continue to turn, which it looks like we're a couple days away from that, hopefully turning for the better. Um, and once we get back to that mode, we can get outside and enjoy some, some outdoors time, too, So which really helps a lot. So, um, you know, we're trying to do our best. Um, you know, we've been under a stay-at-home order here in Minnesota for, for, I don't know, six weeks, or no, sorry, three, three, three weeks now, I suppose. Um, and it's been good. I mean, we showed good numbers on, on really hopefully getting back and maybe loosening those restrictions here in the next, uh, next few weeks. So, um, we'll see how it goes. It's been, it's been interesting to say the least, you know, just across this country to see people, um, handling this in different ways. And, and it sounds like you guys would be under maybe a stay-at-home order or maybe a little more restriction here coming up with as your numbers climb in South Dakota. So mm-hmm. thinking about everybody out there and, and just staying safe and being smart and, and being responsible because um, we're all kind of – we all have a hand in this in some way. So um, just trying to continue to do our part. And uh, it's not easy, but the way it is right now. Is the seemingly superhuman Chad Greenway, like the rest of us, gaining the quarantine 15 and watching Tiger King? No, no, we've been on Ozark. <laughs> My wife and I, we don't watch a lot of TV, I, I just, so it has been, a, yeah. it's been interesting because we, we literally don't turn our TVs on for, for days for us. You know, for our kids, we watch cartoons, and they watch all sorts of stuff, but um, very rarely for us. So we've, we've dug into Ozark, which has been fun since we had all three seasons to watch. Um, Tiger, I, we're going to have to check it out just because it's the rage right now, so I think we're going to have to check that out and just see what that's all about. But uh, a lot of good shows that are on the docket that we need to get watched. So. Um, I, I want this thing to be lifted, but if it's not lifted, we will be viewing lots of TV with a cocktail in our hand pretty yep. much every evening. Well, a, a gray duck, of course. That's still available. Right. There's still places you can find that. Now is as good of a time as any to have gray duck vodka in somebody's house. Uh, we fired up uh, Ozark last night. Watched the first episode. Pretty intense. <laughs> it's pretty. It blasts right out of the gate with uh, intensity, I guess, of what to expect to come. Uh, last one I have for you is the help that you've been giving Mike Henriksen, our friend who used to be the co-host of this show years ago, does the show before us. And you're doing your own kind of show with him that you launched last week and you want to do more of. And, and you're basically helping with, uh, you can go ahead and explain, with kids who are, you know, are kind of lost without sports teams right now. Yeah, I mean, he brought up the opportunity. We, you know, obviously I go on calling all sports every week, and we talk about a number of different things. Very rarely we're on topic, which which makes it fun radio. But <laughs> yes, um, it does. yeah, he had the idea of kind of doing a, a Zoom sort of, um, I guess we'll call it a weekly sort of get together interview, just talking about different situations with kids and youth sports and missing that in school, and and uh, just if you can help in any way, it'd be kind of fun. So I'm um, sure taking a bunch of social media questions from from kids. 
um, obviously help from their parents, and then we we uh, we tape it on Zoom and record it, and then we play it back. So uh, it was real, we did it last week. It was the first week. It was well received. A lot of great questions from kids, and then we thought, why not just keep doing it? Um, you know, it's a 15, 20-minute segment. It's it's kind of short, quick to the point, and, and it gives kids an opportunity to reach out and, and for me to interact with them, which is fun. So um, hopefully we keep it growing. It'd be kind of fun to have this thing become uh, a weekly thing that we do, um, even if we're back to back to the grind, because I think there's some good questions out there from kids that, that shed a little different perspective than what us adults can, can think about. So uh, fun to be able to do that. He does a great job with it. So um, hopefully that will continue. So if you have questions out there, your kids have questions, uh, make sure you look for that uh, on Mike's page, on my page, and we'll get connected on it. On your Twitter pages? Yes. Very yep, good. on Twitter. Very cool. At Chad Greenway 52 Chad, as always, appreciate your time th- today. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll uh, chat again soon. Hopefully after the draft, we'd love to get your post-draft thoughts. You bet. Thanks, guys. All right. There he goes, number 52 from Mount Vernon, South Dakota, Craig, Chad Greenway. Yeah, it was an interesting first two years uh, for Tavares Jackson and Chad Greenway. Uh, Tavares was able to start a couple of games uh, that rookie year, and Chad Greenway blew his knee out on the first play of uh, the season on a kickoff. And so he was on the sideline watching Tavares Jackson, and it was the following year that Greenway's back, and Tavares started 12 games, and uh, both took uh, different routes uh, the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Chad Greenway was the first round pick. Tavares Jackson, the second round pick in 2006. So, uh, again, this, uh, you know, what was e- even kind of more heartbreaking about this Tavares Jackson story was he, this happened right outside of his home. I mean, he grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, and he started his college football career at Arkansas. I mean, that's a big-time SEC school, and he played three games as a freshman but suffered a season-ending injury, had a medical red shirt, and just eventually uh, played eight games uh, his sophomore year, and it wasn't lighting the world on fire. And so uh, he kind of saw the writing on the wall down the depth chart and transferred to Alabama State, and that's in Division One AA, and he had a prolific enough career there that Brad Childress, the Vikings head coach, heading into his uh, first year, was, was Brad Childress's first draft as Vikings head coach. Mike Tice had just been fired. Chile took over. And th- this was indeed Brad Childress's big pet project was Tavares Jackson. Uh, thought he had some sort of steel and had found a needle in a haystack, and it never quite materialized. But uh, Tavares Jackson eventually, after the years in Minnesota and Seattle and Buffalo, moved back uh, toward his home state, was quality control and quarterbacks coach for his alma mater, Alabama State, in 18. And then this past year was the Tennessee State quarterbacks coach. And his accident that led to his death last night happened just outside of Montgomery. So he had been spending some time back home. So, unfortunate, tragic. It's the big news today. An hour from now, Chris Thomason, who covered Tavares Jackson with the Vikings and still covers the Purple for the Pioneer Press, will join us ahead of Football Digs with Curtis Riggs at about 4.40. Thumbs up, thumbs down at 4 o'clock. Up next, Craig found this today. Uh, decision in regional college athletics that might affect Augustana's chances of soon joining the Summit League. 
with SDSU and USD and the whole uh, old North Central Conference gang. That's next on Craig and John, 98.1, Fox 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com.